Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 12th episode of Electroluminescence. Uh, today, it'll just be me and Rahul hosting or, uh, you know, on the podcast as Garcia. Ethan Garcia had to do something. He's out of the country right now. Uh, the date today is Friday, July 8th, and um, it's right after the news broke that Elon Musk will not be pursuing the purchase of Twitter, the $44 billion acquisition that he was very publicly uh, talking about and considering. Well, actually, he had committed to it, but he backed out. So uh, today, me and uh, Rahul will talk about the acquisition and talk about what the next steps are from here and also talk about sort of the history of what he was planning to do. So um, on April 1st, which is a bit coincidental, like April Fool's Day, but on April 1st, Elon Musk announced his plans to acquire Twitter for $44 billion. And um, so after that, uh, Elon Musk was in pretty advanced talks with the board of Twitter. Uh, Elon Musk sort of announced his proposal and um, Twitter, Twitter's board was reluctant to sell to Elon, but after some public pressure, Twitter's board of directors agreed to sell. Then after the sale was agreed to, Elon Musk dumped $8.5 billion worth of Tesla stock in order to you know, have cash on hand to complete the deal. And um, after that, suddenly Elon started stalling and he asked for a makeup of all of the Twitter users on the platform. So how many Twitter users are bots, like uh, computer accounts, versus how many Twitter users are real people? So he claimed that Tesla, or sorry, he claimed that Twitter's valuation was, uh, over, was overinflated because most of the users, or rather, a big portion of the users on, on Twitter are you know, not real, they're fake accounts, they're bot accounts, computer, AI, whatever. And um, he used that as a method to stall and not acquire Twitter. And now today, July 8th, we're getting news that he's backed out of the deal because he, was, he claims that Twitter was unable to prove to him that less than 10% of, of Twitter was bot accounts. So, Twitter, understandably, is very annoyed with this. Twitter's board of directors and their legal team, I'm sure. Uh, in the past week, there's been talks going around for a week that Twitter, that the deal probably isn't going to go through. So Twitter's stock has fallen from yesterday to today when the news got first announced that he might be you know, not pursuing the deal. They've fallen 6%. And then after hours today, because the official news came out, after trading had ended, they're down uh, 4.81%. So all in all, they're down about 10% of their stock. So naturally, Twitter will be taking legal action to Elon Musk. Uh, they'll be suing him probably and try to force him to you know, buy Twitter or try to get a settlement uh, from Elon. And um, me and Rahul are going to talk about or sorry, Rahul and I are going to talk about what we think about the Twitter deal and was there like an, an ulterior motive all along or um, 
what did he just really want to buy it and he got cold feet at the end so Rahul what do you think was there an ulterior motive that he had or do you think he genuinely wanted to buy a Twitter and then he didn't I mean so here's the thing I think everyone has their own like perspective on Elon I think he's I think he's a character um his tweets are one thing and his life choices and decisions are another but like one thing that you previously mentioned was about twitter stock but one of elon's biggest companies tesla we haven't really looked at them and their stock so one of the things was after elon announced his bid to buy twitter tesla's stock dropped by say around i think 2% and it's steadily been dropping but there's also been economic issues but mainly by twitter it dropped 2%. Now, now that Elon has sort of backed out, gotten cold feet, whatever you want to call it, Tesla's up around 3%. After hours they've gone up and again, the potential purchase of Tesla uh, of uh, Twitter has been sort of hanging over the heads of Tesla invent- uh, investors. And I don't know. Does Elon have a motive on just trolling the entire world? His tweets say one thing. But again, Elon makes his own decisions. I feel like the whole Twitter, the Twitter decision of him buying versus selling and not not going in, I don't think it's that he got cold feet. He may have legitimate reasons not to buy it. But at the same time, he did strike a deal with the board of directors at Twitter they agreed on official terms, the price, and Twitter did say that if he does back out, they would take legal action against him. And here he is backing out. I, I don't know. I don't know what more can be done. In it, as, I, I mean, I definitely don't have enough money to say that I, I can see myself in Elon's shoes buying Twitter. But you know, will will Twitter move on? Again, as you said, their stock is plummeting. And on top of that, they're they're facing a lot of challenges. So maybe, I hope not, maybe they merge with Meta. I I don't know. I don't don't see that happening anytime soon. (laughs) But yeah, I think, I feel like All these theories, man. I don't know what else I can say. Yeah, there's so many possibilities, especially with how huge Facebook is. But... I feel like all along, uh, I feel like all along, Elon really just wanted to sell stock in Tesla, and he didn't really want to raise any alarms. So he dumped eight point five billion dollars when Tesla was sort of peaking, and he sort of knew that a recession was going to happen soon because, like, everybody kind of did. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, I think he just sold when Tesla stock was peaking in order to, you know, have some cash on hand, like $8.5 billion is a pretty significant chunk of change. And um, as far as the Twitter deal, he just used the Twitter deal as a way to, you know, not raise red flags. I don't think he ever expected Twitter to actually go along with it and to actually, like, willingly sell to him. Uh, When they did, it became an issue because we saw that he brought up this excuse of, like, not knowing if accounts are genuine. And, um, you know, now it's opening the door for SEC action, uh, securities exchange. It's security. 
It's securities and ex <laughs> it's securities and exchange commission. That's what SEC stands for, right? I think. Yeah, U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. So he's opening the door for SEC action on him. Like they could probably fine him for a lot of money. I mean, obviously it wouldn't be like one billion a one billion dollar fine would not be that much to him, but it would be like a record for an SEC fine, which I think he really he really could incur here because he's messed up pretty badly. I mean, okay, I do have a question. What do you think? So if Elon did go through with this deal, say he did buy Twitter and uh -huh. Twitter were to go private, what would that mean for the landscape of that company? What what would what would Twitter then look like? Or what do you think Twitter would look like? Well, I was very against uh, I was very against a billionaire owning Twitter. I'm just, uh, I mean, I know like a lot of like Elon Musk fanboys, they bring up the idea like, oh, you're against Elon Musk buying Twitter. So you should be against Jeff Bezos owning the Washington Post, right? But I mm -hmm. think that just billionaires owning media like this and being able to have control of like such big things, me personally, I don't think it was a good idea, especially with the policies that Elon was going to uh, incorporate, like, I think, uh, you know, the idea that he has of, like, free speech absolutism, he is definitely not a free speech absolutist. Like, we've seen that with him. He's offered, to like, at, at, at Tesla, the company that he owns right now, employees are being harassed daily. There's, like, rampant racism within Tesla plants, and they're, they're, all of this is covered up, and it's a very terrible thing. And um, so I don't think Elon Musk is a free speech absolutist. And then the policies that he would enforce on Twitter, I think would make Twitter a much worse place. You know, I think uh, there'd be a lot more conflict. And I, I just don't think that Elon Musk buying Twitter would be a good idea. And Twitter also, mm -hmm. uh, with their advertising and stuff, which is, you know, how they make money. Uh, they're not making their Twitter is not a very profitable company. Like they're not making very much money. They're not as lucrative as, you know, Facebook or TikTok, which is insanely like they're blown up. Like they're really good for advertisers right yep. now, but Twitter advertising is not really, it's not really making that much money. And Twitter as an investment, it doesn't make sense to blow like $44 billion on something just because you use it a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> I watch Never. a lot of Disney movies, but I watch I watch a lot of Marvel, but you don't see me buying Disney. But yeah, um, um like I, I do agree um to to what you're saying. And Elon like Elon Musk definitely made it clear that he, he wants less like moderation uh, on what people tweet. And in that sense he, he doesn't really care. Um and but the whole spam bots uh, that he doesn't want them to exist. And on top of that, where he's now backing out of the deal because he thinks, or because he hasn't been given the information about what percentage of uh, Twitter users are like spam. Um, I like, I, I see what he's trying to do, but I don't think it's the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think him buying Twitter could and will cause a lot of problems. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, now that he's decided to back out of, this deal, Twitter, Twitter's going to profit, I'd say. 
Twitter's going to make some money by suing him, taking some legal action, and and well, if it, it they depends do how it'll go. somehow, it depends well, how it'll I go. Think, I don't know I if it's like guaranteed that they'll win. Yeah, yeah, it definitely nothing's guaranteed in life. Let me be honest, but, but they, I do think. Yeah, but uh, but I think that Twitter Twitter does have some to gain from the fact that Elon Musk is now backing out of the deal. Mm-hmm. I feel I mean I mean again as you posed a question earlier was there a motive to the whole buying Twitter and now backing out was this something he had been planning all along like <laughs> how how we didn't know what's going on inside his mind but mm-hmm. you don't know. He could have just yeah. been doing this just just for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah. you know, he's also got now two kids that knowing you about just for fun. <laughs> yeah, and then I really appreciated his explanation for why he had two kids. He tweeted, he was like, I'm trying to solve the overpopulation problem. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. Huh. It was like, Elon Musk, why are you having kids with your uh, with your secretary? Oh, I want to I want to help save humanity. <laughs> I want to so- I want to solve humanity's problem. That's why I'm having kids with my employees. Very weird. Exactly. So so here here we are, not knowing what goes inside of his mind. <laughs> so yeah, well, like, I mean, what else do you think he's got up his sleeve? Dude, who knows, man? He's a weird guy. I don't like I don't like Elon Musk a lot, and I think I I made I make that clear, right? <laughs> I think you do. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't appreciate. I mean, all okay. Stuff. Stepping aside from Twitter, what do you think's gonna happen with his uh, with Tesla? How, how do you think that's uh, that's, that's gonna go, question. especially with now the changing landscape that gas prices are going up, more people are shifting to electric. And more companies are now creating electric vehicles. How, how oh, do you so think Tesla is going to now? Are we talking about Tesla now? Like, you want to pivot a little bit? Yeah, we can We can shift to Tesla. It's yeah. going to happen now. So I think that, uh, like, with Rivian coming on the scene, uh, the Ford F-150 Lightning being better yep. in literally every way than the Cybertruck. Like, the Ford F-150 Lightning is, like, a way more practical truck it has the brand recognition you know the f-150 is the most popular vehicle in the united states like everybody knows that the f-150 what do you think about my favorite car lucid oh yeah <laughs> i mean lucid's good it's just for it's like just another car for rich people like it's like a hundred thousand dollars that it starts at and then you know it goes up to like 180 it's a good car but i don't think it'll it's not the kind of car that's gonna like kill tesla right like the the Tesla killers are, are cars like the F-150 and electric cars that are going to come out of like GM and Chrysler and Ford. Yeah. Yep. A lot of American name and brand cars that, that have been around for generations that people, people that buy people know. and yeah. that are now shift and know and now are shifting to electric. Hyundai has started making a lot of, uh, I know Volvo, they're going to like fully electri- electrify their fleet. I think Volkswagen is too, right? So, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'll have to I check that out. I think it was like all electric but, I mean, by 2030. All, I mean, if brands are now going all electric, what, what do you think is going to happen to all these gas cars that people have? Uh, but if know. people like, are hesitant to switch to electric, how, how are we going to have to convince uh, them? 
I think the future is electric. Uh, mm. I don't think I don't think electric vehicles are a solution to climate change at all. Like they're not. And I think you know what about hydrogen vehicles? Uh, I don't know hydrogen vehicles. It's whatever. I had, I know about like the Toyota Mirai, which is like their yeah. hydrogen powered vehicle. Uh, I don't think it's taken off, and hydrogen pumps are like kind of expensive and they're expensive to like create and make. There's not that many of them. So I don't think hydrogen, mm-hmm. I think electric so is sort future, of like a. Yeah, what are you saying? For the present, for like the current future, not long term. Long term, we'll find like some solutions. Like, like 10, like, but for 10 years. Yeah, in 10 years, in 10 I years think most, time, cars, most will be cars. Yeah, I agree with that. Or I feel at like least down the line, most cars if, that are getting if produced. We're still here. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. I think down the line, um, there will definitely be technological advancements that will make electric cars obsolete. What that is, I don't know. But, you know, I think I think what we should also be switching to is we should be looking towards like Asia and Europe. What they have, they have a lot of trains. Um, America used to have a whole railway system. And mm-hmm. now I can say here, New York, New Jersey, that the, the railway system's kind of broken. Like, well, not even just there's, that. There's constant know, like delays and everything. Yeah. I mean, we exactly. Going from the East Coast to the West Coast. I, I think yeah. if we're also, instead of just looking at commercial cars, we should be looking at larger scale things too, like railroads. And maybe looking at some things like trains and trying to, I mean, I already know a lot of trains electric, right? They either have that little cable that they're going past. But no, trains are the most gotta... sustainable form of transport by far. And it's really a exactly. shame that I think we America... did, I think we need to invest more into that. Yeah. Just like how Asia and Europe have been doing. I agree. I think it's really a shame that America pioneered the railroad system with like the transcontinental rail- railroad. And now we've fallen behind like every single country. I mean, not every single country, but like a lot of the European countries are, have surpassed us. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have, they have trains connecting the entire EU together, one country to another. We can't really get a proper train connecting the East Coast to the West Coast. Yeah, um, and even in New York. I, I think, like, you know what I'm Yeah, no, go on. Like even in New York, their um, subway system has become really bad. Like there's a lot of... Uh, crime that happens there and now as a result of that crime they've started to over police so the police are just going to be there constantly it's going to be very annoying and they're going to arrest like way more people for no reason but um beyond the metro i do understand i do understand the dangers of public transport um well you can make it a whole lot vehicle but but yeah i was going to say that too it can definitely be improved upon definitely be made more safer and as New York is super, super busy, people are going in and out, train stations. I think it's time for some sort of upgrade, right? I think yeah. I think that could be very helpful with not just crime, you know, but also the whole transportation issue of getting one, pe- one place to another and making sure that trains aren't breaking down and people have to go to different stations and do this and that, you know, making things more reliable and also affordable. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I, uh, when you look at like London, they have the tube, right? Which is what they call mm-hmm. their subway system. You don't see violence on there. I mean, obviously there is like like two or three deaths a year, but it's nowhere near like New York City's subway. Like New York City subway, the amount of stops that it has, the routes it has, it's very good for America. Like it's the best in America. But compared to the rest of the world, it is sort of lagging. And then, you know, like NJ, mm-hmm. like tr- tunnels that are coming in and out of New York, they're in, they were built in like way, really long, like 80 years plus that they were built and they're crumbling. And there's just not enough like political willpower to like start infrastructure projects to fix those. Like Kathy Hochul yeah. just blew like an incredible amount of money on Penn Station. I think it was quite a waste. Uh, they spent... I think in the billions on refurbishing. Is it, was it Penn part. Station where they're no Grand Central? They're building like the whole new thing there. No, um, it was Penn Station. I think was it Penn? But I think there was also something like another project that was going on in Grand Grand Central. Um, and really, it's just modernizing, modernizing the station. Like there'll be like a floor below it that that'll be, mm. I guess, newer, right? But really i think it's going to be a waste of money because again we know how busy grand central is we we need to also look at other stations like penn station mm. i i we need to expand like we can't we just need, keep yeah, refurbishing definitely. the same old stuff and you need like exactly. that's something that biden had promised like biden had promised uh, and then in addition to like new york is not the world is not the entire country right? exactly like, new york is not could, the world you need to look at other places remote locations too yeah, you like, need to run trains from like, you know, like Boston to DC, DC to Atlanta, Atlanta to Tampa, not maybe not Tampa, but Atlanta, to, or you could do like DC to Chicago, you could do Chicago, maybe even to LA, you know, like a country that's done this, that's really accelerated their high speed rail, like high speed rail, I think, I'm not sure what the qualifier is, but it's like, really, it's like 100 miles per hour or something like that. But China has done mm-hmm. that. Where um in the past since 2008, yeah, yeah. they've expanded the rail system. Like it's very admirable what they've been able to do there. And you know we're getting surpassed by China. We're getting surpassed by Europeans. We're getting surpassed by everybody. Yeah. And it's something that we could easily fix. We blow like 800 billion dollars a year on our defense budget, and like in the time of global peace, pretty much. I mean. Ukraine and Russia, well, that started recently. That wasn't like, that wasn't, I'm not we were still spending. Ukraine and Russia stuff, that that might escalate, but we'll see how it goes in the it's, future. Yeah, we'll I see think. how it goes. I, I, I'm hoping it'll calm down. Oh, you know what else? You know what else? Bad news? What? Totally off topic, but do you remember how we've done our uh, COVID episodes? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a new new variant of the Omicron variant, like a new uh, substring of it. Incredibly contagious, right? Yeah, it infects yeah. it infects people who have already been infected and like overcome the symptoms. People who've been vaccinated also can be infected. Dude, I think it's a whole mess. I guess yeah. this is another episode we can talk about, but I don't know. It's, I, I find it hilarious how many episodes we've done on COVID and at the same time, it's, it's still getting worse. Mm. Yeah. I think the U.S. has eased up restrictions to such an extent, which I love because, you know, 
I feel like life is sort of getting back to normal, but um, I think in Florida it is normal. <laughs> in Florida, COVID doesn't exist, bro. No, I, I'm even even here. Like you go anywhere, you I'd say ten percent like will you see a mask? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ten yeah. percent will you see like masks around? Otherwise, no one people wearing masks. Business as usual, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love the freedom. I love that it's back. I missed it. Um, but I also feel like now that everyone's doing this again, it Not gives rise to more mutations. Yeah. You know, the spreading. We got, like, we got relatively lucky with COVID that it, it wasn't worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could have been a lot worse. And I think yeah. you know, there, there will be a disease in the future that is a whole lot worse, unfortunately, just the way that things are going. Oh, and did you hear about monkeypox? I heard about what's going on. I haven't checked in so, like in a few weeks. So, so um, the World Health Organization is going to meet again today. I don't know, sometime maybe soon in the next few days, and they're going to reevaluate whether monkeypox is going to be a global epidemic. Epidemic, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been, I think. I don't know how many cases right now off the top of my head, but like 80% of the cases have been coming from Europe and it's like spreading, but the, I, I, I don't exactly recall how it's spread. I think it's spread through like contact. Um, whereas COVID is like, you know, it's airborne. You can catch it from a simple yeah. sneeze six feet away. Right. Um, and this new variant so, is like absurdly contagious it's very bad yeah man dude the world's kind of going to hell at this point <laughs> it's pretty you got all these times are tough all these variants. The recessions coming yeah and and on top of that you got a war breaking out like yeah dude what more it's very tough elon musk <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> Yeah, I don't like back on topic to Elon Musk because we went pretty far off topic. But to Elon Musk, I I just don't like the guy, and I don't agree with his solution to solving climate change, which is basically like buy my electric cars and then hope and pray that you know we can establish life on Mars within the next fifty years, which is a terrible strategy. Speaking of, speaking of, what is happening to his uh, what's happening his Mars? To his, um, his Mars Mars missions. Dude, I don't know. He, he he's like, it was a funny tweet that I saw. It was like, in twenty two thousand nine or whatever. He was like, we will have people on Mars by twenty twenty, and then it's like twenty twenty three, twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six, twenty twenty nine, and then I think like three days ago he tweeted, we will have people on Mars in this lifetime. <laughs> there, there's no date. Okay, okay. Three weeks ago. There's an article from CNBC that says Elon Musk says SpaceX will have their its Starship ready to fly in July. Okay, so they're just getting FAA. Okay, it'll have the Starship ready to fly, but that Starship is not going to Mars. Like, if you want to go to Mars, yeah, I know you need like you need the to get trip all the to Mars and all that. It's the trip like to Mars months, is like I believe. Yeah, it's not like the Apollo program where you just go there and you come back like in a few, couple of days. It's like. Yeah. It's you're it's there pretty, and then you're there. Coming back is you're just expect not to not come back. Point. You have to like set up like a colony on Mars. You know what I mean? Yep. 
Have you seen For All Mankind? I watched two episodes three years ago. Okay, so one of their one of their things is after the whole space race, right, and space exploration. What they started up was a hotel in space, with、mm-hmm. the whole commercialization of space. Do you think Elon Musk is going to hop on that train and commercialize space? I think that in the year twenty twenty two. It is way too early to be thinking about that stuff. I, like, yeah, totally. When yeah, was the last? You know, when was the last time we went to the moon? Oh, let me let me check. A while ago, man. It just feels like okay. We went to the moon in nineteen seventy-two. It feels like our government is just so like it's so morbidly old, and it, it's impossible for anything to get done. Like we don't have any willpower、yeah. to actually innovate or go places or do things or help our citizens. You know what I mean? We'll see how it goes. Yeah, no, it's because we're still really stuck. I don't really have high hopes. I don't think we'll go to Mars. I don't know. I'll be like, I'll I'll definitely be like seventy years old by the time we're going to Mars. Elon Musk will be like long gone. I don't know. Hey, But back on topic about the Twitter thing, yeah, I'm very pessimistic on Elon Musk because I don't think he he talks a lot. I don't think he actually does too much. But、uh, yeah, that's my thing. I I think it was just a a way to dump Tesla stock. Me me personally. So that was his motive, dump yeah, Tesla just, stock. Just he just wanted to sell Tesla stock and not raise alarm bells and not have Tesla stock like crater. Which it didn't crater; it went down. But it would have been a lot worse if he's like, "I'm selling nine billion, ten, eight point five billion dollars of its stock." So you know, that's my thoughts.、Mm-hmm. Do you have any wrapping up thoughts? No, I, I mean, I think we, <laughs> I think we explored everything today. Yeah,、um, we, we touched on a broad I, variety of topics. Yeah, no, I like these like short little episodes. I think we're gonna continue to do them. Hopefully, bring more episodes out, like we've been saying a ton of times in the past. <laughs>、um, summer breaks here. We're actually gonna do it. Yeah, in what three months, maybe? It has. I, been I you know months, what? Yes, it's been two years. Two years of this podcast. This is what our twelfth episode. We're doing. We're one gonna. Every two we're gonna、months. keep innovating. I think we're gonna keep. Yeah, keep doing it. If if. If if people can't innovate, we're gonna we get this podcast out, right? Exactly. Yeah, we're gonna.、Uh, yeah, so what we're gonna, gonna do, do is、uh, we're gonna try to bring that ratio up a little bit, and you know, see how many episodes we can get done this summer. So at、hell、least yeah, we have、brother. more than twelve. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, brother. But yeah, we hope we hope everyone enjoyed. And, and if you're still listening until this point, thank you very much. We appreciate it a lot. That was the twelfth episode、yeah. of Natural Innocence. Thank you, guys. <laughs>